0: Welcome to Building Worthiness. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Mary Patricia Quinlivan and this podcast is all about discovering how truly worthy we are. I will be using my awakening journey as an example but it's very much a shared journey of building worthiness. This episode I'll be describing my first awakening into the truth of what we are, divine presence. And presence is something that is absolutely huge when it comes to building worthiness. And I think I've said before that when I was 18 I started having therapy and I worked a lot on facing my issues and dealing with my emotion compassionately but it wasn't until and and that did heal me to a certain degree but it wasn't until I really started to work on presence and I had worked on meditation since I was 18 but I hadn't really been consistent with it but when I started to get consistent with it and I started to You know, there was a calming of the body and a calming of the mind and therefore the beginnings of hearing my inner wisdom and inner spirit and centering into that. And presence, that essence that we are, it is by nature loving and accepting. So the more we naturally get out of our ego and the more we spend time in that quiet, still space in meditation or it might be in nature or it might just be being present with our senses, you know, our hearing or our sense of touch or our sight when we're in nature. The more we access that present space, the more we're going to rest in acceptance rather than the judgy ego mind and it is a huge part of worthiness. And at the real core, worthiness is about opening into the divine essence that we are, the divine love that we always have been. And another way of thinking about that is that this experience that we're in is really more like a dreaming. And so we already are resting in God, we already are resting as that divine loving awareness. Not only are we resting as that, but all our ancestors in the past, the present, the future are resting as that. And there are beings who are permanently resting in Christ. And so not only are we just slowly accessing, if you like, our higher self, which is the divine essence, but as we do that, we will recognise more and more the amount of support that we have around us we all have ancestors already resting as their divine essence there are beings available resting in divine essence we all have a guardian angel there are angels available to all of us so as we center in more we recognize our absolute supportedness and that's also a part of building worthiness And it may not be that when we first start meditation that we recognize immediately those deep levels of presence or the beings available to support us, but we will experience more peace, more aha moments, more centering into what is our heart space, what is spirit, and less judginess in the mind. And just while I'm on judgment, because it's an absolute key in terms of building worthiness. As I talked about, the more we center into presence, the less judgy of ourselves we become and also the less judgy of others we become. And if there's something that has been an absolute key for me in terms of my journey of awakening, it's been holding others with absolute non-judgment. And there's this thing in the Course in Miracles which is called true forgiveness and it's that we recognize another as divinely lovable, you know, as the loving, divine essence that they are, always lovable, never worthy of judgment. And the Course in Miracles describes that as the more we believe and recognize that God holds all of us with absolute love, we have always been worthy, there has never been judgment. The more we hold others as that, we will be able to see ourselves as that too. This is one joined mind after all. So non-judgment of ourself and others is absolutely a key to building worthiness. I think it's a bit like what I'm feeling more and more these days is that there's this permanent loving essence within us and around us. So we are always being loved. And as we quieten our mind, and as we face ourselves with honesty and absolute gentleness, and we hold all those challenging emotions with, what well, we witness them with divine presence, just with compassion, with love, then it's like there's this letting go, the layers of the ego identity fall away. It's like The love, the essence that's around us and within us all the time, is gently melting our defences until a point comes where we can start to awaken to the truth of what we are. And that's what I'm going to be describing in this podcast. And of course, being in a beautiful place like Katajuta near Uluru, deeply immersed in nature, and being with Isaira, who is always resting as divine love, that enabled any remnant defences to start to melt away. So I was able to start to access what I really am and what all of you really are. And there's one more aspect that comes up in this podcast, and it's to do with what's often quoted in spiritual circles, when we give, we receive. And that's never about sacrifice. I want to let you know, it's it's not that if you're overwhelmed or tired or exhausted, you're meant to be giving more to people. Absolutely not. It's never about that. It's never about sacrifice. In fact, that's a moment to be looking after yourself and nurturing yourself. But it is that as we access this deep divine essence that we are, which is ever-flowing, ever-permanent, ever abundant, all one essence, as we access that more and more and we recognize nature around us, other beings as that same essence, it's like we can give from the flow of that love. And as we are able to hold others with that, and if you like, share that abundance with others in whatever way we may be called to do that, What it's going to teach us is that we will then recognize how abundant this divine love is, how flowing it is. It's like as we give of that, we are literally realizing its abundance. So we're receiving in the same manner. We're also recognizing the other as one with self, which is taking us to that place too. So as you know, this is a rewrite of an old podcast, so I'm going to hand you over now to the original description. So soon after having met the Blantees at Uluru, we moved to an Indigenous community near Katajuta National Park. And this place was absolutely beautiful. It had sacred birthing caves and waterholes And there was this one day where we went to, we walked to this waterhole, and I'd been feeling quite resistant and closed, and we got there and we sat down and started breathing and meditated, and I heard Isaira say telepathically that if you want something, give it away, and at this stage I was very attached to the aunties because of course, even though they were calling me "hooked-toe oh, hairy bum regularly and giving me flack, they were so loving and so I felt so at peace and so held by them. And yet I was very much getting the sense that I was meant to give the aunties away. And so initially I thought I don't I really don't want to do that. I'm really enjoying them. But as I, as I continued to meditate, I it came to me that I really wanted to give them away. And so I was aware of another beautiful participant there in front of me and I gave the aunties to her. And the moment that I gave the aunties away, it's like I came back, I felt Isaira's presence, and there was now not only the aunties but an entire mob of indigenous spirit beings around me there to support me and everyone else that was there but I was just so aware of their loving presence and then sitting there with them around me I suddenly went into what you would call emptiness it was absolutely beautiful and very wobbly it felt like I was the earth had disappeared beneath my feet and there was kind of a vertigo feeling and what I wrote afterwards in my diary was that I had looked into the loving eyes of these beings of light that I was feeling I looked into their eyes and I saw nothingness and then the earth disappeared and there was just nothingness just beingness it felt immensely beautiful and also very wobbly but I felt Isaira's presence absolutely there and I knew I was safe with that there was a real sense of safety and being held and I heard the thought from Isaira we'll just stay here for now and I know now that that being my first entry into emptiness and being something that can be found be quite uncomfortable or fearful for people it was just beautiful the gentle manner with which she was leading me into that space and I want to say something about that initial sense of needing to give something away and that's something the course in miracles talks about too that if you want something give it away and it's not so much about you know having to give away practical material things like our house or our car or although some may feel called to do that. It's much more that deep essence of what we are, that as we discover ourselves to be pure awareness, pure love, and I have discovered for myself that when I'm feeling closed or resistant, if I recognize others as that, so if I hold them as that light, at one with God, held in peace, then I'm able to reach that space myself. So it's very much a sense of what Jesus in the Course in Miracles would say, that what is truly valuable, which is the only things that are truly valuable are the things that are permanent, which is this essence of love, this pure awareness that we are. And that the more we learn to give of that, which of course is never-ending, always-flowing, permanently available so the more you give the more you recognize it in yourself so it's a kind of a that as we learn to give we see ourselves as that and still to this day I find it really valuable if I'm feeling somewhat closed or resistant that I start in the meditation just holding others whoever it is that comes into my mind as love as pure oneness with God and that then releases something and I'm able to sit in that space for myself. And in that moment at the waterhole, when I knew I was being asked to give the aunties away, it felt a little bit like a test, but I know that no matter what I did, I would have been unconditionally loved. It's just that in the giving away of the aunties, it created the openness for a deeper centering into presence for me so it's been a beautiful learning for me to to recognize that later after that first experience at the waterhole I knew I needed to keep practicing entering that space and although there was always immense resistance being near Isara and being in that beautiful natural environment It certainly helped to draw me in. And this is what I wrote in my diary afterwards about that. A sense of emptiness and oneness. I am everything and everything is within me. Isara is within me and all around me. The earth, trees, animals also within me and all around me. I knew at times also I was being drawn by the aunties and Isaira closer to that source of pure light which felt like it was at the center of the emptiness. At first I just kind of knew it was there and I was being drawn closer to it but not in. It was almost too overwhelming and overpowering for me but I knew it was there. And I just want to say something here about, you know, when, when we talk about experiences, and of course I know these these experiences were absolutely beautiful, but I do want you to know that it's not an easy journey and the ego doesn't want to wake up quickly. So, and in fact, when it's feeling very threatened, it almost ups the ante. So, like i said in the last episode there was a lot of grumpiness and a lot of closure and finding things wrong with isaiah and but the aunties were always there to be completely irreverent and to give me continuous flack and it was just so beautiful having that sense of i'm unconditionally lovable despite all the stuff that was going through my head and there was one night when i was at that beautiful station that my sleep had been quite restless mainly because i think of the ongoing egoic resistance that i was experiencing in between dipping into beautiful states of love so there was a lot of yeah resistance and tension in my body in this process but also because I wasn't talking much and I was aware that I wasn't connecting with people, and there was still a degree of well, fear or uncertainty around that. So my sleep was a bit restless and I'd woken up one morning quite early, it must have been three, three o'clock or so, and I was lying there awake, and I just suddenly had this feeling of the ancestors of the place, the ancestors of the station we were at, there around me as beings of light. And I felt so welcomed and so loved, even though I'm not even remotely Indigenous. And I knew that all of us staying there were being held and loved and supported by these beings of light. On the last day of the retreat, I think I mentioned that in my meditations, I'd been experiencing that sense of emptiness and was aware of a light at the center of that, but had been kind of hovering near it. It felt so overwhelming. But on the last day, I was feeling a little bit like it was time to trust some more and So I decided to try and enter into that, and this is what I wrote in my diary. I felt surrounded by five beautiful aunties. I saw the depth of nothingness in their eyes, felt the disappearance of me and the world, then very slowly and gently allowed the approach of the white light, pure love, pure consciousness. Very gently, I went into it with the aunties. It was beautiful. Pure love, pure beingness. The most sublime love I have ever experienced in this life so far. I didn't stay for very long. I had tears pouring down my face. It was so beautiful. That space of pure light was so overwhelming. It was like I could dip in for perhaps not even a minute, but it was such a sublime experience, I knew that that was God. I knew that was pure Christ light or Isaira light as I often call it. And that is the space that slowly over time we can all learn to sit into and live our lives resting in God, you could say, and guided by God. But the next day the retreat had to end and I was feeling, to be honest, like a totally different human than the one that had gone to Uluru. And I really didn't want to leave Isaira, but she said to me, I am always with you. And she says that to everyone and I know that she is. And because Isaira sits in that space of pure essence, pure oneness, so she is there all the time with all of us, with the whole of the universe as our other beings who are centered purely in that space of awareness. It truly is oneness. So the next six months after I got home from that retreat were both incredibly beautiful and incredibly challenging and I kind of felt like I'd had this Amazing opening into the essence of what we are, and yet my ego wanted to pull back absolutely with a vengeance. So I was still one moment sitting in love, the next moment grumpy and vulnerable and annoyed. And I knew I had to keep working on meditation. I have for quite a while now had a pattern of meditating for an hour every morning and then usually for another half an hour in the middle of the day. And then often a bit before bed as well. And I knew I had to keep that up. And honestly, there were times when as I sat down to meditate, there was so much resistance. I felt like I was about to jump off a cliff. It really felt like my identity was dying and my ego certainly didn't want to let go of that lightly. Another aspect of that is is nature. I have to talk about nature. And in that process and and that has been going on for a number of years now and it's good to let you know that it does get easier but in the process of where i would be opening and then closing with a vengeance and feeling scared and grumpy and not wanting to move forward being in nature was immensely valuable and Always I would go to the lake with my shoes off, sit down by the lake, or I'd go to the beach and sit in the sand or swim in the ocean or put my head against a tree and I would feel it's okay. Whatever you're feeling, this tension, this anger, this resistance, it's okay. Just go really gently, just let yourself be. It's allowed to take time. And that was always the message I got within nature, Not only that, but nature was a guide for me. So if I needed to understand something or gain some awareness, there'd be a turtle stick its head up at me at the lake or a bird land next to me or even a wave come and lap at my feet at the ocean. Something would guide me, something would happen and I would know the way forward or know to be more gentle or whatever it was. So I really want to encourage you, I can't emphasize it enough, get yourself out in nature and really connect. Get your shoes off, bare feet on the earth. Nature will pull you into that place of presence with absolute gentleness and compassion. Or even, you know, nature will meet you at whatever you're feeling. And there were many moments, and there still are, where You know I was feeling immense resistance or even anger at this journey and great vulnerability and I would go to the ocean and I would dive in and I'd scream my lungs off or punch the water and splash and do whatever I had to do to let all that energy out and I knew it was okay it was Isaira teaches this thing called the Shakti shake which is where we regularly have a good shake and a good let out of whatever energy we're feeling and Nature has just so provided that, especially on a stormy day when the wind's howling and you can scream at the top of your lungs and no one can hear you. So, and, and it brought great peace to me to develop a sense of all those feelings were okay, that anger, the pain, the resistance, the not wanting to step towards vulnerability, wanting to cling on, just to allow those, set them free, and it seemed to bring me to a place where it was easier to be quiet again and to gently centre in again. And now I want to talk about something actually completely different, but it's to do with money and value and the value that we put on things. And that year 2017, I think I mentioned, was somewhat financially vulnerable for Dan and I because of various circumstances. And yet I knew that year that I had to spend a good amount of money on doing the six sessions with Asira and then going to the retreat. And it's like I was developing this sense of what was valuable and that I knew if it was valuable, then I needed to be prepared to spend money on it. And you know, when I got home from that retreat, I had, I had so many bookings for the next six months. My patient, I was so busy with clients and it was beautiful. It was like the universe saying, you know, if you trust and you put yourself out there, things are going to go okay. And that has continued to happen for me. And I want to let you all know that around money and value and presence that what we learn in this process is to shift from fear to love and as we shift from fear to love there's a natural sense of greater abundance it may not necessarily be a financial abundance although always there's an enoughness it's just a sense that there's greater love everything's going to be going everything's going to be okay i'm moving towards a place where I am held and supported but it does require a willingness to step towards that vulnerability and let go I guess of clinging to wanting to hold on to safety and I guess one of the key aspects of that is learning to see money as a tool whereby and Asara talks about this a tool whereby we can gain value and You know, so many of us in our lives are prepared to spend money on going on holidays or going to see a rock concert. And yes, they are beautiful experiences, but they're not going to change us permanently and bring us into a state that will, in an ongoing way, be more loving and less fearful. And so it's so important to recognize, you know, are we choosing to spend money on the new kitchen or the holiday or clothes, or an outing, and not choosing to spend money on what will open us up, what will show us ourselves in an emotional and psychological sense, and gain access to spirituality. What will teach us presence? Because ultimately, it is that, that will create the most love, and the most abundance in our lives. So I think that's enough for today it's been a pleasure to be here thank you for listening and please subscribe to this podcast and share it with friends or family. I'd love you to check me out on my website which is livingawarenesswa.com and also my Facebook and Instagram pages living WA. and I highly recommend Isaira and her website is isaira.com. Much love to you all.